Welcome to podcast six of How to Win as a Global Leader, the Frank Machetti Memorial Leadership Series, told by Bruce Palmer. Podcast six, skill number four, value adding. Identify and fix your mistakes to seek and accept responsibility. The objective of this podcast is to explain what identify and fix your mistakes to seek and accept responsibility means and give examples of how it has been used. As a global leader, you are often in a situation where you need to take on a new responsibility to get things done. Seeking and accepting a new responsibility is not something you jump blindly into. Mistakes are the essential learning you need to master any new responsibility. And identifying and fixing mistakes always comes before seeking and accepting responsibility. Making mistakes over time value adds your ability to handle a new situation. The more mistakes you have made in the past, the less mistakes you are likely to make in the present, and the more value you add to your global leadership skills. Identifying and fixing mistakes is a value-adding process, and as you identify mistakes, you should correct them openly so that everyone can learn from them. If a person practices value-adding their mistakes, then when they seek and accept a new responsibility, they will make fewer mistakes and the results will be better. Mistakes always result in hazards to achieving your objective. A hazard is defined as a possible source of difficulty or exposure to danger. And a risk assessment is a way of calculating the loss if the mistake or hazard is allowed to continue. A mistake is anything that exposes an organisation to difficulty or danger. It can range from a physical mistake through a productivity mistake to an insurance mistake to a legislative mistake to a criminal mistake or a leadership mistake. Here is one example for value adding a product from a cafe and one example for value adding a leadership skill from small business. Example one, value adding a product. Would you say one cup of coffee was worth $1,620 a day? Nobody I know would pay that for a daily coffee, but that is the minimum of what it's worth to the cafe serving it. Let me show you how. The average cost of a coffee in Australia is $4.50. And if the same person comes in every morning for a cup, by the end of the year, the added value of a single cup of coffee a day will be $1,620, allowing for five or six days when they didn't turn up. If the cafe owner doesn't look after that one regular customer and do everything they need to keep them coming in, then by the end of the financial year, they risk their turnover being down by $1,620. There is no way they will be able to sell a coffee for $1,620 on the last day of the financial year to make up the numbers. So, for the best results when the time for counting comes, the cafe owner doesn't see a $4.50 cup of coffee being served to a regular customer. They see one cup of coffee and a customer worth a minimum of $1,620 to them. Repeat for every other regular. That one cup of coffee is actually worth more than $1,620 because there is no advertising spend, 
and an increased chance of positive referrals from a satisfied customer. A successful cafe owner value adds by seeing every cup of coffee being worth $1,620 to the business and every day treats the customer like a $1,620 customer, not a $4.50 customer. Yearly financial records clearly show the benefit of value adding. Example 2. Value adding a global leadership skill. A written record can also clearly show the benefit of value adding using the leadership skill of identifying and fixing mistakes. A simple example is a one-page mistake identification and risk assessment form that anyone can fill out and put on the notice board with or without their name on it. Making the form available gives people confidence in identifying and fixing mistakes and value adds their skill in seeking and accepting responsibility. Using feedback and local knowledge from boots on the ground also records an organisation's continuous improvement in productivity. The form encourages a person to put mistakes in writing and to suggest ways to identify and correct them. It can be filled out without any personal details, so sensitive topics can be identified and opened for discussion. Long-term and constant use of this form prepares people in identifying and fixing mistakes and leads to people being more open to seeking and accepting responsibility. Here is your example. In 1974, Alan gained his electrician's licence after completing his apprenticeship with an electricity provider and to widen his experience, got a start with a local electrical contractor. The contractor had four other electricians working on fitting off a multi-storey block of flats. Every flat had four ceiling sweep fans and they were installed but not connected. At 07.30 on his first morning, Alan asked what job he was to do and was told to connect the already installed but not connected ceiling fans. He grabbed the ladder and his tools and headed off. He came down to Smoko at 10am and after a few minutes the boss asked him how he was going. Alan replied he hadn't connected any as he didn't understand the wiring markings. He asked to be shown how to do it and the boss said if that was what he wanted then he was back on apprentice pay rates. Everyone else went quiet as they waited to see Alan's reaction. He immediately abused the boss in typical construction language and told him in no uncertain words that it was the boss's responsibility to teach him and if he wasn't prepared to do that on full tradesman's pay then Alan was walking out the door. The boss then asked Alan if he wanted some advice before he left. Alan gave the boss a murderous look and said sure not knowing what to expect, but fully prepared to stand up for himself. The boss asked him if he wanted to work for arseholes like him all his life, and Alan said, no way. The boss then asked him if he wanted to start his own contracting business, and Alan said, absolutely, if only to get out from under arseholes like you. The boss then said, how are you going to prepare for starting and running your own business? Alan didn't have a reply to that. The boss then told him the best thing he could do was to work his butt off to make a profit for the boss. Alan spat 
and told him he was off his rocker. The boss asked him to think about why he should do that. Alan could only reply, so the boss could screw him. The boss then said, if you work your butt off to make money for me, you'll make plenty of mistakes. And then asked Alan who would be paying for those mistakes. Alan went quiet and the boss stated the obvious, that it was the boss who would be paying for Alan's mistakes. The boss then said that when Alan went out on his own in business, he would be paying for his own mistakes. And the best way to learn how not to make too many mistakes was to work his butt off making money for the boss while the boss paid for his mistakes. Alan had the nerve and the blood and he absorbed this little talk, picked up his tools without another word and went back to work, making heaps of mistakes but learning all the time. Six months later, he quit to start his own business with the boss's blessing and never looked back. He identified and fixed his mistakes and by constantly value-adding, was ready to accept the new responsibility of his own business. He is a firm friend of that mongrel boss to this day. The best way to benefit from this podcast is to use the standard debrief checklist in writing and put the mistake identification and risk assessment form to regular use in your organisation or just use it for yourself. You can download a standard debrief checklist, a real-life example and a blank template of the mistake ID form from the Cove. Your debrief starts here. 1. What went well? Search your memory for times where the value add of identify and fix your mistakes and seek and accept responsibility gave a result you are proud of and was helped along by already knowing a little about the new situation you found yourself in. 2. What could have been better? Search your memory for times where the value add of identify and fix your mistakes and seek and accept responsibility could have been better and gave a result you weren't happy with and would have been helped along by already knowing a little about the new situation you found yourself in. 3. What has been the main point of this podcast for you? What stands out most for you from this podcast? 4. What will you do differently from now on? What changes can you make to improve your global leadership skills and why? Once you have your debrief down in writing, you have a record of your learning and a guide for a better future. And once you start building up a record of mistake IDs, your organisation has continuous improvement and your people have practice in value-adding by identifying and fixing their mistakes and seeking and accepting responsibility. Your corporate value-adding process has begun. You can download your Podcast 6 debrief template and your mistake identification and risk assessment form from the Cove. The next podcast is Podcast 7, Skill 5, Be Firm, Fair and Approachable. Thanks for listening and I'll see you there.